All right, we're good to go, guys. Damn, we're live. Are we live? We are live. Welcome to the List Podcast. No pros, no sponsors, just three aging skaters desperately clinging to their youth. For this first episode, we really just wanted to talk about how we all got started in skateboarding and how we got on our boards for that first push. How should we do this? We're, so we're three, we're three guys, three friends from different parts of the world who want to talk about skateboarding yeah. and life. So, so what is think, List then? Let's clarify that, right? I mean, Oh, true. List. <laughs> the List podcast. Life is Skate Talk. L-I-S-T. And we got cool names that are our real names. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we got? I'm, uh, I'm Sawyer. We got Jin over here. And then we got uh, John. And maybe Gary, if whenever Gary joins. Surprise guest, Gary. Yeah, more or less. I, I'd say we're three three friends who kind of met through skating and um, have moved on to, to different parts of our lives and different parts of the world and, and have kind of used skating to, to stay in touch over the years and got tired of texting about it. So we thought we actually get yeah. together and talk about it, right? You know, it's unreal. We've known each other for what, like 20 years? Something like that? Yeah. Close to 20 years. Insane. That, yeah. You guys, I think, have known each other for, what, like a year, a year or two longer than I've known you, right? I think so, yeah. Randomly in first year, like in university. I, I was skating down the street to my lecture, and I remember Sawyer chasing after me. He's like, yo, yo, you skate? You skate? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a rarity to see another... Uh, Another Asian kid skating it caught my attention. I was like, yeah. oh, oh, this yeah. guy has, has some pretty good Geno Steve, so um, <laughs> I should reach out and say hi. Uh, it's funny to me to, like, to hear that because, I don't know, it just it doesn't seem surprising to me to like move to Toronto and meet a skater. It's just the, the whole reason, that, like, I don't know, the, the reason I went to, to U of T was uh, specifically for skateboarding. Like, I, I wanted to live in Toronto and skate. So that was like the the deciding factor in my choice of schools. Uh, it's kind of it's just funny for me to hear that, like the, the sense of of shock. I think it's probably one of the things I took for granted because we would go down, you know, take the bus or whatever to the subway, and then take the subway downtown, and then we'd skate downtown. Um, but I think part of the allure of going to school in downtown Toronto was precisely that: the skate scene and the skate spots. Yeah. You know, skating Robarts Triangle, skating Bay and Wellesley. Um, Commerce Court downtown, TD Ledges, like it was, it was the place to go. And obviously Ryerson Pond, but yeah, I feel you for sure. I don't remember exactly, but I don't think I had skated Toronto at all before moving there. It's such a long time ago when you're thinking back about all of, you know, the skate related memories that we all have with each other um, and of the city and going to school and trying to balance stuff. And then from that you go to, you know, almost call it 20 years later and we're still trying to skate still trying to balance things but it's not you know going to lectures and you know me randomly yelling out to Jin being like hey yo do you skate do you skate it's more like hey uh, um can we can we talk about the new video part on your lunch break like it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know while you know in between it was you know changing diapers for kids and and trying to trying to work a normal job and then it's unreal like just thinking back it's like wow this is life is skate talk man all right, Jin, you're up. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, me to go. I'm the one who didn't take any notes. Um, all right. <laughs> Work for a software company right now. Been heavily involved in like healthcare pharmaceuticals throughout like my whole career. So, pharmaceuticals recreationally? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Professionally, professionally. <laughs> yeah. So it's always like a huge gap between like the people I work with and who I really am in terms of actually being a skateboarder and going skating on the weekends or like time off and so on. Having that dual identity or something is something that I've always had throughout my professional career. I don't really have much to say here beyond like having like dual citizenship and nationality. Um, I don't think that really created any link to me getting into skateboarding or anything like that. But <laughs> I did get into skateboarding because for me, it just looked like a lot of fun. So I remember in middle school, I asked my mom for a skateboard and she ended up getting me a longboard for my birthday. <laughs> Damn, wrongboarding back then. I guess it was legit back then. I don't know if we it should still, it should be called wrongboarding, but it's pretty wrong now, is it? 
Are we are we against long no, here? All accepting? I, sorry, uh, sorry. All accepting. No no hate, right? It's all love, right? Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yeah, so I learned how to push on a long board. I would I would sit on it and use both legs. And like try to paddle. <laughs> Master scoot scoot yeah. style. We would also ride the long board like with my other friends too, so there'd be three of us on it, for example. I would just be bombing hills. Damn, that actually sounds pretty fun. Actually, just yeah. like three Thinking person. Back, yeah. Little, so like one person would be the brakes, and so one person would be standing on the back, for example, and one person would just be the weight in the middle. <laughs> Nuts. How old were you though? You weren't like a seventeen-year-old kid with other seventeen-year-olds on top. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think those are on thirteen, thirteen-ish. Yeah. Damn. So I actually started skateboarding probably around fifteen or sixteen. And I guess after a few years, I finally got myself a skateboard. And I guess I just never really stopped after that, besides like the occasional injury or just getting into something else like soccer for a little while. A little pause here and there, but in the end, it's the funnest thing for me. And also, I think it, I mean, as you mentioned before, like it's created some great connections and friendships. So I don't know what I would be doing without skateboarding. <laughs> so you spent three years longboarding down hills? Yeah, I couldn't get a skateboard for that long time. Damn. I, I also uh, rollerbladed, just full disclosure, you know. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm learning a lot. <laughs> I, I had to keep all it. Yeah, I'm just going to let it all out now. <laughs> rollerblading is okay. <laughs> I just think about that. Is it that Santa Cruz t-shirt that had the, the rollerblade with the waste basket or the trash bin? And then with yeah, the, yeah. Putting the, I think, was it Santa Cruz? I, I don't know if it was Santa Cruz. I, I remember the graphic, though. Pretty one of the I, yeah, pretty iconic 90s skate graphic, I think. Okay, so how I, how I used to see it was it was all of us against the cops. No. <laughs> like gators, bladers, bikers, whatever. You know what I mean? Against, like, the, the, the establishment. Now I feel as though, like, I'm kind of part of the establishment in certain ways. Uh, I'm John. I, like, I'm a, a father of two young kids, and I'm a... a teacher in the, the public school system. So as a parent and as a teacher, I feel very much like I am the establishment now, or at least part of it. Um, so it, it's harder to see it as like this thing against the establishment. I used to have um, this sweater. It was like a Volcom sweater and it had like a little badge with the slogan on it. And I, I used to wear when I was working. It's like this little youth against establishment thing i had to laugh at myself because i'm like this 30 year old teacher right so like i'm not the youth and i'm not the, I'm not the youth <laughs> you sell out <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah like i i think um i don't know i used to, i used to kind of look at it that way and like all these counterculture things were just kind of like our our way of working against the establishment and now i kind of i don't know if it's just because i'm old and soft or what but like i see it as like a, a different way of being in the world i guess and uh yeah it's 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 just been it's been fun i started skating when i was 14 and have been kind of I, i've taken i think of the three of us I, i've had the most time away from the board like i when i did have kids uh eight years ago when my first daughter was born i, I found it really hard to to balance things and i i wasn't skating very much at all i think there was kind of a you know in the in the past eight years i've probably skated about 15 times um, you know i have been I, I still considered myself a skater through that but i've definitely been you know not skating the way i'd, I'd like to be so it's been nice uh, in recent times to kind of reimmerse myself a little bit in skate media and and try to get active again and i've been skating more and and now we're doing this and it's just it's felt good it's felt good to get back into it so of the 15 times, like, I think I was part of maybe five times. So that's, that's pretty good, right? That's a third that you skate with. Yeah. with. I feel honored. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> no, like, like, seriously, I think we've lived, like, throughout that time, we've been anywhere from, like, an hour to two hours drive yeah, apart. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only legitimate sessions I've had in that time have been with you. Like the, the rest have been, like, kind of get the board out, try a kickflip, not do it back inside it's so tough though and in, in terms of trying to make the time 
And I feel like though, especially with this crazy 2020 pandemic, like I read these articles and I don't know it's because I read one article and now the Google algorithm or whatever is just telling me that, oh, oh, you know, they were sending me all these different articles. But there was one in like some legitimate, you know, publication. And it was like, oh, I wish, you know, like getting back to skating at 40 or something. And I, I think originally I clicked on one of them and I was like, okay, what's this about? It's about this journalist or something. And he used to skate and gave it up. And then during the quarantine lockdown, he got back into it. And then, you know, kind of the, the gist of it was like, you know, time is what you make of it. It's not never too late. And yeah, kind of thing, so I, I'm pretty sure I read that one too. <laughs> <laughs> like Jin mentioned, having that sense of like a dual identity, right? And, and that's kind of how I felt for a long time teaching as well. Like I had this, not really a, like a persona, like I didn't feel like I was faking it but I like there was just this distinction between kind of what's expected of you professionally and what you yeah. feel internally, right? And getting back on the board and and getting I don't know like just to, just bringing it back into my life in a way that more closely resembles what it used to be is kind of this way of melding those things a bit and trying to actually be more of the person that I I feel I am internally rather than feeling pressured to be something else yeah that dual identity thing is real i mean and, and it's even more because in high school i mean what so we identify as being a skater or a skateboarder and there's that sense of i mean you, you brought it up with that us versus the cops or us versus them type of mentality and then it's so easy to to subscribe to that but as a skateboarder you you have this innate i guess freedom i mean it goes hand in hand with a bunch of other things like procrastination and sort of escapism and and and, and punk rock and and that sort of yeah anti-establishment mindset but yeah the more you grow up the more you realize that everything is you know interconnected and you have you know professional responsibilities you have a career that, that you both value and that you have to not only work around but work with and for a lot of people they try very hard at climbing the corporate ladder or you know whatever it is um and i guess there are people that hate their jobs and just look forward to skating at the end of the day but more, more often than not i guess it's a a meld or a combination of all that stuff. So we're all kind of Clark Kent's, I guess, <laughs> in, in one way or another, or like that Green Day song, like Walking Contradictions, right? Because on the one hand, you're like, yo, fuck the man, fuck this shit. And then it's like, yeah, we're skaters. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're teachers and scientists. And I mean, I'm, I'm in the legal profession. I'm a lawyer and I skateboard. What the hell is that? Am I putting, am, am I arresting kids to, 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 for skating spots or whatever? I guess on the other, I mean, I could be the whole public defender thing. You know, like not not the narc yeah, side take, of things, but take that angle. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I guess as a as a corporate lawyer, especially early days when I was starting out, there was a a real sense of maybe suffocation is a too strong of a word, but I wear a suit every day and in a very corporate environment, and then you're there a little bit stuck in your sort of ivory tower, forty second floor, downtown Toronto, staring outside looking at pigeons fly around and it's a sunny day and you're like, damn, I just want to go down, mm. <laughs> go downstairs, yeah. take out my board and skate commerce. There's that simplicity and that release from, you know, work, life, stress and, and able to escape and go back to that first time that you ever landed at a kickflip or that feeling. And then you want to recreate that feeling, right? Like you just like, damn, I just want to, I want to get out there. <laughs> You hear those the wheels rolling on the on the concrete or the or the cement. Sound of freedom. It's just like, damn, let's just, let's just let's fucking skate. Let's just do this. I started when I was 14 as well. Toys R Us board, was it? Or a Walmart board? I think it was a Toys R Us board. And it had plastic trucks and it broke in three days. And then um, I asked my mom and dad, like, hey, can I have it? Can I get a real skateboard? And I swear, like my, my mom said this to me the other day. She's like, of all the things you stuck with, it still surprises me that you skate to this day, like you know, 24 years later. They actually said, well, we can give you your 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 Christmas gift early this year. So we went to a legit skate shop on Young Street, this old shop called Windward, and I picked out my board, uh, you know, kid in the candy store type of thing. It's like, wow, first board. It was a Powell Bones a Ripper board, eight-ply slick, nice. um, pretty flat shape. I think it was 778. Yeah, seven seven eights. I got the bones uh, ripper wheels to match it. I guess conical or cylindrical, sort of like wider wheels, fifty four millimeter with Brian King G five uh, <laughs> trucks. And I still have the board. I kept I kept most of my boards. Oh, yeah. There are a few that are in the bottom of Lake Ontario, but I think I have most of them. A few of them snapped. I think I gave a few away, but for the most part, I have I have them. But 
yeah, 24 years ago. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah, they thought, thought it, was just, it was a phase. And no one skated in my neighborhood. Um, I think I'd seen it on TV, maybe in a commercial or something. I don't know, like a milk ad, perhaps. Like, you know, drink milk, make your bones strong and some like, you know, probably an old school board or something. I was like, this is kind of cool. I, I, uh, I want to be able to do that. I remember I, I didn't really even know what a kickflip or a heel flip was, but I had heard about people jumping over things. And I was like, I just want to be able to jump over stuff like garbage cans or. It took me like a few years to actually start skating. Like I, I remember um, I was young, like it was like grade three, grade four when uh, my neighbor got a skateboard it was an old school board and i i have no idea like i don't think it was a legit board it was like it, i don't know probably the equivalent of like a like a toys r us board or something like that but it, it was old school and it had the slide rails on it and it had like a big plastic piece on your tail so that when you scraped your tail you didn't wear the wood down you would just wear the plastic down like all this stuff but um he had this scooter and, and he wanted me to, to skate with him so he unscrewed the the handlebars from the scooter and he gave me the bottom of the scooter and that was like my skateboard like my first skateboard but it was like like it was plastic and like the wheels were like not your thing like i don't know what they were but the, you, you couldn't actually do anything on it like you could ride it in a straight line and and that was it probably good for blind slides <laughs> like so so i had that for years and like to me like that was just kind of what skateboarding was like it was just kind of like a toy right and i would sometimes take it out and like ride in a straight line try to like ride off like a, a little makeshift jump ramp or something like that but but it would the jump ramp would be like a piece of plywood angled up a curb or something like it like it wasn't like anything and um yeah. And then, and so like I had that and then I think it was like three or four years later, I remember there was this kid, he was a couple years older than me. His name was Peter Patipko. I remember that because his name is fun to say. He like, we went to the same elementary school and then he went on to high school when I was still in elementary school. And uh, I remember seeing him after that, like just kind of cruising around the neighborhood. Like when I was walking home from school, he would be skating home from high school and it just looked so rad right like he had like a like a real skateboard you know it was the mid 90s so it was like a proper like i don't know new school skateboard i guess and like like two things like he just like he looked like um you know like he just looked cool like he had like the jeans and the hoodies and stuff like that and he was just cruising around like ripping down the street and, and um so there was like this this visual appeal to it and like this kind of like edgy appeal to it. And then the skating itself just looked super fun, right? To see, like I, I'd never, I've just never seen it before. I hadn't seen a skate mag. I'd never seen a skate video. I'd never seen tricks or anything like that. Like I just, so just seeing it was, was pretty incredible. And the, the flip side to that is I remember watching him trying to kickflip over sewer grates and um, he wasn't doing it. But you know how like, like things look kind of easy when, when you're watching other people skate, right? So, yeah, yeah. so like, this is like before I, before I even started skating, I'm watching this guy try to kickflip sewer grates and he's not landing it. And I was just thinking like, I bet I could do that. And, <laughs> and so I feel like there's like some cosmic shit going on. Cause like to this day, I struggle with kickflips and, and I feel like, I feel like it's like karma, skate karma. This is the part of the story where you say you went up to the guy, you took his board, I'll show you how it's done. And then you do it, do it first trial. No. You tray flip the sewer. You'd be like, see this? It's called a tray flip. My name's Jason Lee. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I more like quietly lurked and watched. But but it was just like, I, he's the he's the guy. And I, and I literally saw him skate like home from school. Like I never saw him do anything else. But that's what kind of got me interested in it and kind of got me wanting to do it. And uh, when I went to high school, uh, like no one in my elementary school skated. And so when I went to high school, I went to high school across town and it was like a thing there. So like I went, cause I was in French immersion. So I had to get bused like 25 minutes across town to go to a different high school. And just in that part of town, like skateboarding had kind of taken off. Uh, it wasn't so hip, I guess, where, where I lived. And so then I actually met real skaters. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever actually told anyone this, this story. Um, but like, I, I'm like a shy person and, uh, you know, like going to school across town with people I didn't know was kind of intimidating. And, um, I wanted to skate, but I didn't know anything about it. 
and uh, I didn't know how to get into it or anything like that. And and like I was saying, I had this blue like scooter board, right? And uh, it was in French class. And like early in the year, we had to do speeches to kind of introduce ourselves to our classmates. There were a bunch of skaters in that class. And so like as part of my speech, I said like that I skated because we had to talk about things that we do for fun and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I... I do this I, I skateboard and then I saw like when I said it I like I don't know it's embarrassing to think back on it but like I said like and I skateboard and I looked out and I saw like all the skaters who were like bored as shit in French class like their heads just kind of went up and they, they were like looking at me differently. Yeah. <laughs> and then like after class all like all these guys came over and they were like oh like you skate like all this stuff and then they were like what kind of board do you have? And and it was like this immediate in over your head kind of thing, right? Because yeah. so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like so so then I just was like, I had to, I didn't like fully come clean, but I was just kind of like, oh, I have this like, it's not like a board, like it's like a this blue plastic thing. Like I I'm just I'm learning. And then um from there, like they started like kind of showing me the ropes kind of thing. So like I, I went out like with them at lunch and like tried their boards and they like gave me some magazines to look at and stuff like that. And uh, I, I got like a hand-me-down deck from one of them. And like my first board was a total Frankenstein. It was um, like, I got like this hand-me-down menace board from, from one of them. I got um, some hand-me-down wheels that like I have no idea to this day. Like they were just like burnt out wheels with like half dead bearings in them. I even got like, I got like hand-me-down shoes because like I didn't have actual skate shoes so so like they passed that stuff on and um the only thing that i actually bought was a set of trucks and, and i like i remember going to get them and they were like the tracker i forget what they're called like the b2s or b52s or, or whatever they are and and then that was like my first complete it's this weird thing because um those those guys are are guys that like it was super generous of them to do all this for me right like to take me in and to to give me all this stuff to get me started and to like like they just kind of accepted it like when i like like they didn't call me on my bullshit for, for skating saying that i skated they just kind of yeah. accepted it and, and brought me in but then at the same time they're guys that like i would not want to spend any time with now like like thinking back on it like they're, like they're people that like you know we value different things and we live different lives and i guess it's it's unfair to say because I don't, I don't know them now but i feel you for sure i think there's there's what, if going back, I think it was 96, right? I mean, I even remember the first trans world. I, I, again, I still have it. It's upstairs in my, in my room at my parents' house somewhere. It's that 50 states one, like a trans world mag. And that's the one when we were talking about the other day, uh, John, where I think Ed Templeton has a trick tip in it, teaching you how to heal. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and um, it was, I think, in terms of barriers to entry. For me, it was the same thing. Elementary school, no one skateboarded in elementary school. And then in high school was really when I you know, started identifying as a skater or skateboarder and then met other skateboarders. And it's, you know, when you're a kid, when you're 14 or 15, especially, you know, impressionable or you're wanting to fit in, it's like, you know, it's almost like the three questions like they ask you. It's like, what board do you have? What tricks can you do? Or like, what, what shoes do you wear? And, and looking back, it's like you you want desperately to, to fit in and be cool as well. But looking back too, I think a lot of, I think my parents were legitimately concerned for all the stereotypical reasons, like, oh, skaters, they're all druggies, they're all bad kids, they're all rebels, they don't get good marks. It's like, you know, hey, sorry, you get good marks. You know, you, you do well in math and science, you know, so don't hang out with the with the bad skater kids. And I was like, but, like, you know, mom, like, I, you know, skateboarding doesn't mean that you have to fail at math. It's like, yeah, but it's the wrong crowd type of thing. I mean, again, my parents didn't, didn't straight up say that to me. It's just, I always felt like that was, a, you know, an undercurrent of one of their concerns. But... Uh, without that Transworld magazine, though, like on this whole barrier to entry, even like, you know, trying to get into it, it's like skate media, I think back then was so difficult to obtain, whether it was skate videos, I guess you have to go to a skate shop to go buy, a, you know, the 411s or skate videos on VHS. I don't think websites or skate websites were that readily available. There wasn't a barracks back then. Definitely there wasn't <laughs> social media or Instagram. But I, th I felt like once I got that magazine, I flipped through it I, I probably like a thousand times or more trying to figure out tricks. Like I saw the first like stills of, or, you know, of, of a, what a heel flip or a kick flip was. And I kept seeing this, this trick and it was, it's a lip slide, but I couldn't figure out what a lip slide was because it was on a rail. And I surmised like afterwards, like, oh, like, I think I got it. I was telling my sister because we both started skating. I think at, the, at, the, at that time or at the same time. 
And it was because, you know how you like when you want to do a front lip on a rail or like on a ledge or whatever, and it's sort of angled because you have to ollie into it, right? Like, and you turn your body. I thought that it was just a board slide where your board was sort of just angled. <laughs> but that, yeah. that's how you get into the lip slide. I don't know. This this stuff is funny to me too because uh, like when I when I started, it was like it was me. It, what's funny about it too is that like these guys actually skated and like so they kind of had like experience and knew a little bit. But um, like in my circle of friends, like we thought that board slide and lip slide were just two different names for the same trick. <laughs> yeah. we, just, we just thought like you were sliding on the lip of your board or something like that. And we also thought blunt slides had to be like your board had to be vertical, like perpendicular to the to the ground or else it wasn't a blunt slide. So that's what I, I guess. Yeah, because from from a still photography, like from when you're looking at photos in a skate mag, unless you see the trick that's being filmed or unless you see the sequence, right? It's it's, it's kind of yeah, yeah. hard for a kid that doesn't know anything about skateboarding and trick names, you know, but yeah. I think from that, then you get your, you know, the I think they had the CCS catalog um, yeah. uh, ads or the subscriptions or whatever. And then it kind of just opens up, you know, doors fly wide open. And then you're like, oh, okay, this is, start learning names of tricks or whatever. But at least in North America, I think like that, you know, I guess this is going over to Jin, like internationally in Japan, was it, I'm assuming a lot of it largely was the same, but just super curious, like when you started <laughs> as well, was it as cliquey or was it as, I mean, from going from longboarding rollerblader to, to <laughs> soccer skateboarder, because it was like a oh, bad kids, like, you know, it's in North America, it's all bad kids skate, they're all rebels, but Maybe it's all studious kids in Japan that skated. Well, I went to an international school, so like maybe it's not really what the typical Japanese kid learning to skate, you know. It's probably different from that. I think I just started with internet then too, high school. So like with the modem and everything, I just really remember looking at the Birdhouse website because they had trick tips and downloading Willie Santos's kickflip trick tip. It took an hour or so or something like that. <laughs> And just like clicking really quickly, trying to see like how he is doing this kickflip. I was thinking, oh man. man, I'll never be able to do this. All right, Ollie. If I can Ollie over something, then I think I'll be happy with my skate career. You know, like my standards and motivation in terms of where I wanted to go were like pretty low. <laughs> but I don't know. I just stuck with it the whole time because it was fun, right? And I guess the fun factor took over as well as I guess I didn't really feel like I fit in anywhere be it like any of those kind of major sports so like also trying to self-identify with something i was thinking like oh yeah maybe skateboarding works because first i was thinking like functionally i can carry it around i don't have to put on these rollerblades afterwards or anything like that you know and carry an extra pair of shoes and blah 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 (laughs) can just ride the skateboard carry it go anywhere and then ride it again it's like all functional and i was thinking like I can go somewhere, have fun while going to from one place to another, and also, you know, skateboard on the street and blah blah blah. So it's like it's like a functional thing that I was thinking. Oh, I can have a lot of fun with this. It's a bit different. I can do it by myself. Don't have to fit in per se. You know. Um, yeah. So I think that's what really got me into it. And also like out of the skaters too, like really connecting with maybe one or two of them and like having. A good friendship with them that I still have to this day for example like helped me get into it and continue on because I was never the cool kid too so like most of the skaters were the cool kids yeah yeah, yeah. so I never fit in that crew as well um but they sort of accepted me as like oh this new kid is skateboarding he can almost board slide damn you know that kind of thing <laughs> um so that was that was it really I mean yeah and in terms of Japan, the only skate store I knew, they were vibing super hard. So I was pretty much like, fuck this, man. I'm going to try and figure out a way to get a board another way. So I don't know. Do you guys remember BigDeal.com or something? No. No. So no. It was, I think Big it was Deal. pre-CCS and everything. They had like online store where they're selling skateboards. So I got my chocolate Scott Johnson Grand King 54 oh. milliliter, uh, millimeter orange pig wheel. <laughs> Set up. Pig wheels. My sister had pig wheels. Yeah, those are. <laughs> Scott Johnston is a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, well, it's probably going to give away a little bit, but you know, with my last name and everything, I wanted to go for chocolate. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and I also like the look and feel too. Like it was clean, fresh kind of thing. I didn't know about Scott Johnston at all at that point, but it just yeah, worked yeah. out with the board and 
Of course, I regret having orange wheels now, but it sounded like a good idea then. So <laughs> just went with that. Yeah, so internet, I guess, helped me at that stage already early on in the sense of like getting my own setup, trying to research about what sizes might work for my for me. Back then, 8 was huge, right? So it's like 7.75, still big, but for beginners and so on, blah, blah, blah. And just trying to do my own research then. But I think being on your own or something also hinders maybe your uh, growth and in terms of learning new tricks and so on so like i feel like the kids now they're very lucky because they have like a huge skate community and they can like see all these other skaters doing amazing things so that they can like really get into it and learn all these new tricks and everything so just from the fun perspective like i wish uh, i could have skated or been a kid now but then i don't think i would have gotten into skateboarding now because it's too popular <laughs> Yeah, that's like we're we're really on a on a skateboard because it goes in cycles as they as they all say. We're like from from not popular to popular again. I remember I think probably '96 was when it was starting to pick up or boom again. And so yeah, I mean the skate, skate media or media in general, just exposure to the amount of skate videos or footage. Yeah. I mean, Instagram stories again. Not to 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 keep going back, but it's like there's they're like good enough to be enders it's like it's it's just insane <laughs> meanwhile back then we we're just trying to you know i remember trying to find a 360 flip trick tip and i couldn't find a good one back then so there was a quick time video that i downloaded from some website it was jamie thomas doing a 360 flip and again i watched that probably hundreds of times just scrolling really slowly to see how he did it and um i think it's a common thread of you know not not being a the cool kid or being accepted so when you find something that you either gravitate towards or want to identify with for me it was like okay i got the skateboard now and the what's interesting or ironic is the innocence and how funny things are so it's like you don't know how cool scott johnson is or like the, the you know the 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 value almost in in having your first board as being a chocolate scott johnson board it's like oh man that's fucking sick i didn't have proper skate shoes so my goal was so i was like okay i got the board I can sort of figure out how to ollie because no one was there to teach me. So I had to teach myself how to ollie. But I was like, the next step is that I need to get skate shoes. I was skating in my in my dad's Nike Dunks. And <laughs> so you had like awesome. the best skate shoe of all time. <laughs> and, and like, but looking, like thinking back then, I didn't know how good or how iconic it was. So, you know, I was like, man, I what are these Nikes? Like they're good for basketball. They're good for skating. Like I want S or Etnies, which again turned into America. And then when Jamie Thomas had his first pro model out for America, I was like, that shoe is a skateboarder shoe. Like I want that shoe. And we were we were on a, tr a family trip to like Arizona, and we went to this skate shop called Sidewalk Surfer, and that's where I yeah got my first size eight America Jamie Thomas pro model shoes. And when I wore them to school in high school, like, and I felt it was like a self-confidence thing. It was like, a, finally I could be a skater. It was, it's just, you know, the, the funny things that you attack or, you know, that you want to be associated with or make your legitimize yourself as being a skater. And then kind of yeah. looking back, it's like, man, I would have just kept skating in those dunks, you know, <laughs> way more credit, I think. But then, but not then 96, like, like Nike wasn't cool. Right. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it is funny to me how I don't know. Like it, it's it's a weird this weird tension because the same thing that you guys are saying. Like I, I definitely wasn't wasn't the cool kid, and like like that wasn't how it was for me in elementary school. And then when I went to high school, it was like a new school where I didn't know anybody. Like it was literally, I think um, I think it was six people, five or six people from my elementary school that went to this high school with me. And they were like, like they were, they were fine, but they were my friends. Like they were people that I knew, but, but people who weren't my friends. So I, I like, I basically went to high school with no one. So it's, it's this weird thing where like I, I got into it at, in 96. So it was, it was getting more popular, but it was still, especially like where, where I was living, it, it was still like a fringe thing. Um, so it was like this, I don't know, like this counterculture thing of saying like, well, fuck you. Like, I don't want to fit in. But at the same time, like trying to fit in so bad, you know, like, like this is my way to, to meet people and get friends. And, and you know, so it's like um, it, it's funny that way, just how like it's I don't know, come, keep coming back to these dualities. But it's like uh, at once a rejection of all of that stuff. And at the same time, like a desperate 
plea to be like a part of something right and, and it's interesting how it all intermingles too because it like as much as like i was saying like it's it's a rejection of like the the normal activities and the the normal ways of being but it's also like an attempt to 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 fit into a certain subculture or whatever and 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 then it's also like just really fun so so and it's like, like it's like this, it's all these things at the same time, right? It was all of that for me. It was definitely like escapism. It was definitely like, um, I don't know, just being a teenager and having energy to burn, needing something to do. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I kind of lost <laughs> it. <after>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I have to say, I think I'm glad I started when I did. Um, and it was when it was because it all just fit together and that's not to get too philosophical or anything but like now no back then yeah you know <laughs> so i appreciate it and just thinking about that and listening to all of us i'm, I'm starting to think like will people who actually start skating now or have been skating in the, within five years or something they'll be like what what, what the fuck are these guys saying like <laughs> Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Like, I, I, I still remember, like, watching watching uh, Peter Patipko skate home from school. Like, it, it was it was so I don't know. It's weird. Like, it's it's like a life changing memory in certain ways, right? And it's nothing. It's like watching this guy cruise down the street. But um, it was it was just kind of like mysterious and and badass. You know, like this guy was just ripping down the street the wrong way like flipping his board around making noise just not giving a fuck you know and like that was at, at that point in my life that's that was kind of exactly what i needed yeah and um yeah i don't know it's it's funny to think about it like because like 96 like things were getting a little more big time right like like they're within like the skate industry i guess like within like the exposure and stuff like that but but for me like like i said before like where i was living like it, it wasn't a thing yet and um when i started skating there like there were a lot of us in, in high school who skated but we still got heckled for it like I, I got spit on for skateboarding by like it's it's so um stereotypically like high school clique but um I was, I was, it was at lunch hour at school and I was skating over to like a, a friend's house to meet them and uh, a car of jocks like drove by <laughs> and, and spit on me and yelled skate or die and then just kept going. Yeah. And it was like, but, but it's like, like that's like straight out of a shitty movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's like, you see that in a movie and you're like, that's bullshit. That didn't really happen. Like that's, that's, that's so fake, but like it actually happened. And it's this weird thing where like on one hand, you obviously feel like violated and disrespected, but it's also kind of this badge of honor, right? Cause you're, you're part of something that they just don't get. I don't think it is that way anymore, which, you know, like maybe that's not a bad thing, but it, it's definitely not part of what I was looking for at that age. Right. Yeah. These days in Japan, yes. even among the skaters, they don't really push on the streets. Coming back oh, recently right. to Japan, I was really surprised to find that out. So they actually put their boards in skate bags or something and just carry it around. I, I don't know if it's a majority or not, but I see it a lot. And I've heard like, yeah, it's just you only skate at the skate park. And once you're done at the park, you put your board in the bag like a tennis racket, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so just it's thinking just about like, that, I'd be like, oh, just... man, like, Half of the fun is just pushing on the streets, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it just considered, like, bad form? Yeah. The sound being, I guess, a danger or to other people on the street, cars, yourself, all these things. It's technically illegal, I think, to actually skate on the streets here, too. So I think that factor is in there, too. The public eye is something I think not many people want to deal with, too, in terms of, yeah. look at that guy. Oh, he's so bad should be doing i shouldn't say he could be a she too right i feel like um like that that's not really or maybe maybe i'm wrong but like i feel like that's more of a, a japanese thing than a north american thing right yeah like that kind of public disdain for i think so. people who are disturbing the peace kind of thing yeah but um but like i it, it's totally like um internal for me but i like i, I live in a really small town now and, and I feel like a similar kind of thing where I'm, I'm hesitant to just like hop on my board and start ripping around town because it's, 
I don't know, like, like they know who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like yeah. They, they know who I am. Most of the people that live around here are like old and conservative, yeah. you know, they're just like, it's, it's just a different, a different uh, feeling, I guess, when you're approaching 40 and interacting with these people on a daily basis and stuff like that. Right. But it messes up with your duality too, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't know what I would do if I can't skate on the street. I mean, yeah, that feeling of, or hearing the sound of skateboarding, like, like you know, when you're, even when I'm walking downtown, I remember when I was a, a you know, even whether it was in school or if I'm at, you know, walking on Queen Street or something and you hear a skateboard, like your head immediately turns, like, yeah. oh, who is that? Like, and then you're thinking, man, why, why am I shopping here with, you know, my girlfriend, I, I want to go skating. Like I'd want to, so that, that sound of, that sound of freedom and that, or just the, again, yeah, just the act of pushing down the street as, as Jin was saying, it's like, I, I don't know how to me that's irreplaceable. It's such a travesty to, to think that, you know, you can only skate at skate parks. That almost makes me want yeah. to never skate at a skate park. I just want to skate on my street. I want to wax up a, you know, grungy old curb yeah. and just skate, you know, skate the curb. That said, in this whole quarantine lockdown thing, my I'm, I'm certain that the neighbors here at my parents' house is where I'm currently staying, but they hear the, well, most certainly probably uh, were annoyed and Are you uh, sure my, my skateboarding sound were destroyed. It's a sound of freedom, I mean, right? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did get this. I don't, I don't think I told, told you guys um, when I was, you know, doing slappies on the curb, these people, you know, socially distancing or just, they would walk around the neighborhood and this lady who I seen walk around a lot of times, she stopped actually that day. And I had just, I think I was sitting down on the curb, you know, taking a break or whatever, drinking my water and she's like, "Oh, so you come out here all the th- like you're, you're you're out here every time I'm walking like you know I'm like yeah usually after work out here trying to trying to get my fix my daily fix and she's like, so do you do this for a living? Are you are you a professional skateboarder? I was like, <laughs> I wish I'm like no I'm not I'm not I mean I'm thinking to myself I think that's a compliment I'm like but I'm like but it can't be for my mediocre skating ability <laughs> but. I guess to her, like, you know, if you see this person out here every, every day or almost every other day, whenever she's walking and I'm out there skating on the street and, uh, but, but it was nice to, to have that little bit of human connection, I guess, in terms of the yeah, recognition yeah. that, that you're, they're skating, but, but yeah, the other people, I'm sure they would hear the, you know, the, the noise and they probably were annoyed, but, but what do I care? It didn't stop me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't stop me. It's funny. I was thinking about it like, um, recently actually. And, like when I started, obviously, like I used to just skate on my street, right? I'd take my board out on the street in front of my house and just try stuff. And I couldn't do anything. So it was super noisy because my board was always crashing into something and I was falling down and, and whatever. And uh, where I lived at the time, there were, it, it, was, it was like a shorter street, but um, there were like two families on the street, like two, two families with like youngish kids, like teenagers or whatever. And like everybody else on the street was like um, retired. So I just, I, I was just kind of thinking about that recently and how like it must have been so annoying for all of these like old people trying to just chill out at, at night to hear like the constant racket. But uh, I had zero self awareness at the time and, and, and didn't bother myself with, with any of that. So, and we're still doing it. To this yeah. day, or try trying to whenever we whenever we can. Um, yeah, I'm probably more considerate with where I skate now, though. But I mean, if it's daytime, I'll push down the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel true. like the town that I live in, like there's literally nothing to skate um, aside from the skate park, <clears throat> and the skate park itself is kind of horrible too. But it's like I don't know. It, it kind of at least it's something. So I, I don't really skate here. Like I. I'll go out with my kids sometimes on the street and just kind of roll around with them. But if I'm skating these days, it's pretty much at the park, more out of necessity. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is it is harder to just kind of take the board out and rip around the street. Yeah, man. Those street sessions. Need those street yeah. sessions. <laughs> I mean, at this age, I don't know. I don't want to hit up the streets by myself. <laughs> it would be nice to have a skate buddy so that that's another thing that like has kept me going throughout the years is i guess actually finding a skate buddy to go out and skate with and 
that's really like keeps up your motivation. So in Switzerland, I had a skate buddy there. Is hit up the streets. It's really good. Japan, here and there, we had like a skate crew, a little skate crew. So that like really helped too. So it's just, and of course, you know, Canada with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that that's why all my street sessions have been with you. Because um, <laughs> I, like I, it's. I don't have anyone like I like the people the people that I used to skate with either they don't skate anymore or, or I've lost touch with them and and yeah same thing like it, it's hard to get motivated to go out and, and skate a street spot so it's worth it's worth the two hour drive to link up <laughs> and actually hit some spots for sure man I mean just waiting for that vaccine and we can get yeah. get some footy we can get some get some real sessions in um I'm not a fan of lone wolf sessions is for that. For me, it's that that's sort of out of necessity because I need to have yeah. this urge to, to still skate. And, but yeah, it gets, I mean, lone wolf is exactly that. It gets, it gets lonely. The friendship is more than half of what, you know, keeps, I think keeps us skating and why we love it so much apart from the actual act of skating. And which I guess is why well, we're talking about it, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, and, which is why, and the three of us too. And I guess a special appearance with Gary from time to time. Like, just having that Gary's chat like, online and everything too. That's yeah. sort of like my pseudo skate buddy right now. Because right now in Tokyo, I don't really have a skate buddy. And that motivation to keep me going out skating, trying to learn new tricks or trying new tricks based on like our conversations and everything. Like that's... Yeah, I guess that's a big factor for me at the moment. So, yeah, same, much love, guys. Here. Much love. <laughs> so, what you're saying is, I should keep up my carpet skating now that it's winter, and keep sending you this, all those new switch tricks that I. <laughs> I think I think you got to slow even. down a little bit. <laughs> it's coming to the phase where you're, you, yeah, getting anxiety watching all your clips. <laughs> yeah, we we need a rule like you're not allowed to do any tricks switch until we can both do them regularly. <laughs> Uh, the mirror mode stuff is addictive is totally addictive yeah but but i'm just hyped on learning or relearning tricks yeah man <laughs> it's funny because like we, like we were talking the other day about comfort skating right just like getting getting to the point where you can go out and you've got a couple of tricks in the bag and you can you can just actually skate and feel good about it and whatever and um like that's been like a, as i kind of ease back into it like that's been my goal um but it's funny because I feel like I've skated so little over the past, like, I don't know, almost decade that I'm at this point where even just like comfort skating is like, it's like learning new tricks for me. Like I, <laughs> like getting old tricks back. I'm like, I kind of, I don't know, like relearning them or learning to do them differently or like, um, you know, just finding, finding new ways or, or realizing things about them that I didn't realize before. Like um, even like, like, I don't know, not, not that I really have this trick or not that I did it well, but like the half cab flip. When I, when I learned it, like I, I put my feet in a different position than I've ever tried that trick in before, right? So it's just, it's, it's funny to me how it's like, it's a trick that I could do sometimes before. Um, and I've kind of relearned it, but I learned it in a different way than, than how I learned it before. So it's like, I don't know. You're you're kind of looking at it with with mm. fresh eyes, right? Like you've got I don't know, just being being older or having been away from it for a bit or whatever. Like it kind of gives you that chance to restart, so you can you can let go of any kind of bad habits or or techniques that were getting in the way or whatever, and just just learn something fresh. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna sound like an idiot saying this, but I feel like early on I didn't really think about how to do a trick if that makes any sense like yeah kicking a no, soccer ball I, or something you don't really think i'm sure the pros think about it but like to put on a spin or blah blah blah. like so i didn't really think about like the real specifics like foot placement and everything so getting older yeah, yeah. and now thinking a bit more and also like our conversations like the full sawyer analysis of a trick you know Trying to it's imagine actually, that more. Yeah, I mean, I I think, I think we were all in the same. I mean, yeah. Maybe it's it's the whole you know trial and error, trying to you know figure out skateboarding. And and again, that's that was half the fun. But it, it you know, looking, we always talk about just like skating smart. If you could do it over again, yeah. like you know, if we yeah. we actually broke it down into a more scientific you know approach of foot placement. But I mean, to your point, Jin, right? Like a lot of people do do that. And I think even back in the day, they were more 
um, systematic about how they could, you know, or where they could get the optimal, you know, flick or pop or whatever. But I, I didn't really think too much of it because when I learned, I mean, I learned heel flips before kick flips. When I learned heel flips, it's like, okay, I can generally, I'll put my foot here. And if I can sort of reproduce it, then okay, cool. I didn't like, okay, my toes have to hang over by, you know, half a centimeter. And, but it's much more precise now, I think. And yeah, maybe that's why I'm landing more tricks, but I, I don't know if you, I would have even had the patience for it, to be honest, when I was, a, when I was just learning. I just but, like, I remember watching videos and um, every trick looked the same in terms of what the skater did. Right. So mm. like to me, it was like watching, I would, I would watch the videos and I would like, I'd watch them over again. Like, like you guys were talking about, like watching these things, trying to understand how they're happening. And it looked like it didn't matter what trick it was. The skater always did the exact same thing. And then the board would just do something different underneath them. And like, I, I could never yeah. piece it together. And then like when I was trying to learn and whatever, it was um, like you're saying, like a lot of trial and error, but I, I could never like, it was never systematic. It was never like, there was never any retention for me. It was like, I'll just kind of keep doing the same thing and, eventually like by fluke it'll work I, I know maybe it's a bad time to end it but um i actually got to drop off so. <laughs> okay <laughs> how do we end how do we end i'm gonna thank whoever is gonna take the first stab at editing <laughs> thank you in advance <laughs> um, yeah just, just don't don't be too bummed if it takes like six months <laughs> i know our, our our collective goal was to keep it sort of shorter um, you yeah, know, less yeah. is more type of thing. But this conversation has been awesome. Uh, I learned and uh, stuff that I didn't know about. But guys, I know, I know what you're that. thinking. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't know this guy was so it's, lame, it's, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, it's still sick to, yeah, just to, to talk through old, you know, things that that even some topics that yeah we never I mean, we never really discussed as a group before. Yeah, and, that's uh, true. I mean, skating, yeah, we love it to this day. That's why we do it. That's why we have list, you know, life is skate talk. That's why we're going to keep, hopefully keep it, keep it going. So I don't know, on that note, I don't know how else to end it until next time, maybe. Yeah, we're done. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate hit the, it. Hit the like and subscribe button. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what else, what else they say. We have no sponsors. Send us your money. Yeah, we have no sponsors. We should set up a GoFundMe account. Hashtag, hashtag the list podcast. Um, yeah, send donations our way so we can. Um, I skate shit. I'm just happy we can edit some of this stuff out or we can just leave it as a free flowing train of lameness. <laughs>